0: This is KLBP LP Long Beach 99.1 FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. Hi, I'm Talon Stradley, and you're listening to The Whole Way Through, the show where we listen to the entirety of a musician's album and then sit down with that artist to talk about everything that went into creating that collection of music. Since I started this show back in early 2019, I've gotten my fair share of music submissions from people I have never met before. Out of all these submissions, one in particular stood out. That was the band One High Five. Not only did they have a press kit, but it was really well-made, professional, and informative. Then I check out some of their music videos, and I see a grown man getting his face shoved into a grotesquely huge pile of cheeseburgers, corn dogs, and Cheeto puffs. One High Five has all the energy of a high school punk band, but with the focus and dedication of the L.A. Philharmonic Orchestra. So, without further ado, let's give a warm welcome to David
1: Sauer of One High Five. Hey guys, this is David from One High Five, and you're about to listen to our new
0: album called Beard Lip. Enjoy. We'll get back to David in a second, but first, in its entirety, here is Beard Lip by One High Five.
2: Put your hands together, doo-wop-skippity! For the love of magic, come on! of my the land.
1: This is David from One High Five, and you're listening to our new album Beard Lip on 99.1 KLBP. Low powered and online at klbp.org.
2: Fear of failure. This is what
0: This is KLBP LP Long Beach 99.1 FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. All right, hey there. Uh, you are listening to the whole way through on KLBP, and today we are sitting with David of One High Five to talk about their new album, Beard Lip. Hello. All right, so I think that this would be a great album to start uh, chronologically because there's a lot going on kind of with the creation of this. Um, so let's start. Where was One High Five? Uh, whenever you first started conceptualizing Beard Lip. One High Five was in
1: transition. Um, it was well, about three years ago. Um, I just came off of having a group of band members with me. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, they kind of... Uh, we, we we split up, the band members left, and it kind of left me at a point where it was like, well, now what do I do? How do I keep on going the music and my dream and my, my creative uh, expression? um so that was kind of where we were at i was i was left alone being what do i do and the best thing i could think of was just let's write an album let's keep on going and make something creative and and have something fun with it
0: nice so so at this time you um you said the band was kind of split up right yeah so uh was this you primarily working stuff were you still working with other collaborators
1: no um traditionally the one high five has been my passion project um getting members on board um has been um, an uphill battle to to keep them in the band. Um, I forget the specifics, but most people have left for um, jobs or for not the rock and roll lifestyle. You know, it's always kind of left me scrambling for for to keep the band going. Um, so there was a moment of stagnation happening, and um, wanted to keep on going.
0: Yeah. So you've been very transparent about um, about this turnover rate and that kind of thing and dealing with right. different things and this natural flow of uh, of making kind of independent rock. Um, what did these different members bring to the table in regards to the creation of Beard Lip?
1: Um, honestly, not a lot. The songs have traditionally been written by me. So um, it's been, like I said, my passion project. And getting members on board to help me play these songs live mm-hmm. uh, has been kind of the... Uh, the path I've chosen to take. Creating with people in general, um, I've worked with other projects and bands before, um, but uh, I'm always down to work with people. It's just, I've noticed with One High Five and this, these type of songs, I haven't found my, my writing partner yet, or the band member that will stick with me and help, actually help me write the album. And for whatever reason, it's something I'm, I'm working with and uh, dealing with, and uh, that's kind of thematically some of the issues, uh, some of the themes on the album. I've always been open to working with other people and um, I wouldn't mind it, especially if it helps a like more permanent members happen in the band. But right now it's, it's, it is what it is. And I think getting the album out there and doing it uh, for myself has been a huge push and reason why I'm happy to get this album finally out. It's been an uphill battle and uh, I'm finally happy to uh, say it to everyone out there, the enjoy listening to it. Cause it's, it's here and I'm, I'm happy about
0: it. Yeah. And it's, it really is a good album. Um, that was one thing I, I was surprised by the the professionalism of it all um like both technically the album is very very fun (laughs) there's a lot it's not whenever I I looked at some of your um like influences and that kind of thing you know there was some Mm -hmm. like pop punk kind of stuff and I wasn't sure if this was going to be just like another like you know loud kind of fun punk record but it it, kind of is but it has a lot of those feelings but there's also a lot of technical proficiency and it really is an album that I can see um you know listening to live and enjoying it you know listening to it here like you know, playing games and that kind of thing, like it just fit the vibe very well. I want, I want to talk a little bit about the organ that is so prominently featured on this. Okay. Um, what led you to uh, making that decision to have such a interesting instrument in your, your rock record?
1: Well, I think um, the sound of the, what I'm looking for includes it, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I, I have always written with it. Going back to the demos, the first album also features an organ. I think it's because you know I, I play piano, and so I wanted to kind of jam pack my musical influences and abilities on the album, and it adds a new layer and depth that I think is uh, also unique to the kind of the genre and the style. Um, there's a lot of great punk pop out there that doesn't have an organ on it, and because uh, it's something I enjoy listening to as a, as a tone and as a sound, um, it's really fun to just add that in there. I've always been a proponent of taking what I have in the studio and adding it to an album or to a song to help spice things up mm-hmm. to give the listener a new, um, new thing to listen to and a new sound to enjoy um, especially when it comes down to like the technical side of mixing and panning uh, um, items having things pop in and out of your ears left and right that's always been kind of a, a fun thing for me to also create. And it's part of the, the album listening experience, it's not just the songs, it's how it's some it's mixed and how it is uh, given to the listener and how they can uh, interpret it and listen to it.
0: Yeah. What, what are some of those uh, hidden things or things that you might've added in the studio that might be less apparent than something like an organ?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see going back. Let me, let me just take a look through the songs really Go fast. Uh, okay. So noisemaker, that actually has a really old-timey rattle on it um kind of buried in the mix but it's kind of like a, a tin can rattle that i enjoy it's uh, just like it's a constant chicka 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 like a percussion a shaker in the background but you know it's a really drinky dinky toy and for me it was great fun just recording it you know for my own pleasure my own satisfaction i have this little dinky toy and i'm just like shaking it sounds like rocks in a tin can um it's on the album uh that one also has uh Some vocoder stuff on it which is new for the one high five Um, vocoder is maybe on three or four of the tracks of the whole album and it was kind of fun to get into that and see how that would uh, um, influence the sound something different and unique Uh, fast food uh, our kickoff single on the album Um, we i was listening to it and somewhere in the the drum solo breakdown i heard the r2d2 like squeal when he gets kind of like uh, electrocuted and he, he squeals and I heard that and I was like I'm pretty sure this is the same pitch the same key so I found a sample of that and I put it in the song and lo and behold it, it was the same key and so it just it worked as a kind of like a um a cascading sound into the drum section or some part I ended up taking it out because it was a little too on the nose of it was R2-D2 right but right. there are I have versions of it uh in the catalog where it's there um I wasn't I didn't dive into any of the copyright claims and whatnot, but like I just also just wanted to cover your bases. Exactly, cover the bases and uh, make sure that it was uh, um, appropriate. Um, that song also has a, um, a lot of group vocals are on this album. Something new that I wanted to include uh, my friends on, um, so I have uh, audio and video of my friends crammed in my garage where I recorded it, all gathered around a mic just like this, and they're doing the the la, 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 in the in the, the chorus. And one of my friends, Patrick, um, he does this huge squeal at the end and blew everyone away. And if you listen to it right before the, uh, the, break, the drum solo, you'll hear this, like, loud, high-pitched, like, yelp. And that's my friend Patrick, and that's something I'll never forget, uh, just being blown away in the garage by him going for this super high note. Um, Bones of My Ancestors, one of my favorite parts in that song is... Um, Again, using, I think uh, it might have been like a vocal double, maybe a vocoder, but we ended up dropping it really low and it turned into like this oh. really robotic sound. Yeah. And it's it's right below the main vocal mix on uh, the third verse. So I should take your time going through my possessions. It's this really kind of low robotic, um, warbly tone that I think sounds great. I know it's there. Uh, maybe you'll listen to it and, and, and hear it uh, and enjoy it from there. Animal Urges. This one... There is a couple things in this one that the one that's still there is like a kind of a vocal, like a rhythmic sound. It's like and that was me just testing a mic and I had access to all the files when I was editing the album. So I was like, I need something rhythmic, something kind of uh, to carry the song forward. And I, I edited together this like just me like testing, testing. And it's great. It's somewhere in the middle. I think you like some of the instrumental parts between the verses. Um, there's a couple other lyrics that, uh, that were taken out, um, of that one, but for the most part, uh, that's great. Um, Alleyways, it's one of the second instrumental tracks on the album. Man, this one also features, um, my friends in the garage. I have probably about eight to 10 of my, my, my friends coming in there and helping me out and they're, they're screaming. It was so fun trying to get them to learn the rhythms and uh, sing together and battle the heat of a garage during when this was recorded in the summertime. Um, also on the alleyways, I think, oh yeah, there's no lyrics in there. I tried writing some lyrics, I had a couple lines, it just didn't feel right, um, really forcing that one. So I kept it to the lyrical melody I had, but I had my friend just sing a bunch of la-la-las and da-da-das and whatnot. Um, combine that with the horn line, that kind of mimics that. Um, and uh, that one is uh, not really like it was just a fun little jangly piano number that uh, wasn't quite like punk or, or rock, but it fits. It's it's nice. And then, oh man, throwing all the guitars and there's a really cool like drum breakdown in the back half of it that I really enjoy. And it just kind of comes together. And again, all the layers, it just, to me, it's back to your question about the organ. It's just a bunch of ear candy. And I think that's really exciting for me to throw on there and uh, see what sticks. And then during the editing process, see what what sticks, like I said, and then see uh, how I can best uh, create the song after I created the song. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Out on the dance floor, oh, this is another one I had, um, there's a long instrumental section in the middle of it, a lot of guitars that are um, harmonized. I like the the first line of that song, and the surveillance says, I really lost my mind uh, out there on the dance floor. I like that one, it makes me happy.
0: <laughs> it's a good one.
1: Uh, Fear of Failure. This song was, uh, man, this one took forever to write. And it's something that, thematically on the album, the ideas of failure and, and life and pursuing what you want. Um, this one, coincidentally, took such a long time because I was in, in my head trying to write the best lyrics I can for a song called The Fear of Failure. And I was afraid to finish it or afraid to like commit to the lyrics. Um, so yeah if this one I had like the first verses and I couldn't wrap the song up because usually in my songs i like to have some type of like story or like some type of thing that goes all the way through um, and have the songs you know, tell tell more than uh, I've never been one to write like a, um, a, a song about a girl or a guy or the you or right. me it's all I've, I feel like my lyrics mostly talk mostly try to talk about i'm talking to you about a subject um in the conversational um i'm, ad- I'm addressing you per, uh, personally and i've never been one to write about like um this girl or that guy doing these things yeah um so it's, and these songs are very personal and this one just really hit home because the where i was at with the band and trying to write a song like this it was a commentary on the fear of failure and how much um it does affect me that's that's the one that was a was a really special one to me to finally complete because that once that was done, it was a huge weight off my shoulders that I had the song written and it dealt with some of these issues I've been facing, and it just felt good to get over that. Awesome. Um, you and I were made excited. This song I really liked a lot in terms of like what's kind of different on it. Um, there's a bunch of bongos on the, the pre-chorus. The bass line caught my attention because it reminded me of um, Super Mario World. And the underground caverns, there's a really like one of the first levels is had that type of vibe. And so when I was re- making this bass line, it just reminded me of that because the bass line just rolls. So there's, it's a little tricky of a bass line, but it just has like a constant rolling feeling to it. And it just always reminds me of that Super Mario level. <laughs> and it makes me happy about that. This one was uh, recording that one. It was uh, the vocals. I, I like experimenting with uh, doubles and harmonies, octaves. And this one was no exception where vocals were done um, on a low octave and a high octave um, back half of the song there's four harmonies on that there's a main vocal line but there's also the same vocal line sped up to also kind of give it the rhythmic thing and just approaching the uh the instrumental part in the middle with a bunch of like um kind of a strange chromatic walk up and in the kind of the solo section um that one's just special it's fun she's on arrival this is one of my a story song that i'm I think it's one of the first songs where I actually talk about my, my girlfriend or fiance, now my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, this song was um, the most maybe made up song on the spot or at least the combination of stories. Right. You know, right. um, This one kind of came quickly because I had the music. Uh, what had happened, the story behind this song is a lesson I learned for life and it's kind of an- influenced me to this day um, where I learned everybody, you should not um, uh, give blood in the morning. You should also not... You should also eat properly, and then you should not go out later that night and drink. Oh. Because if you do, it's a bad combination. And it resulted in me uh, literally passing out on the street corner. I was awoken maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds later by whoever I was with. Are you okay? Are you okay? Um, the paramedics were on their way. Again, l- life lesson. Don't do this. I've, uh... And so the paramedics came, said I was okay. I just said to myself, there's no way in my current state I'm going to go to the hospital. I just didn't feel like it. I was okay. I went home and wrapped my head in a bandage. I stayed up for a while just in case there was a concussion and everything was fine. But it resulted in this song where I talk about that experience. I talk about, is my wife going to come and, and take care of me? And then the, uh, the bridge of that is just kind of a uh, bridge of the song. She's on arrival is all about, uh, talking about how I can maybe grow up and learn and uh, change patterns for next time. So, um, um-
0: so I, w- I want to talk a little bit because you do have um, you mentioned the paramedics at that yeah, situation, yeah, yeah. and then you also have songs like uh, "Fast Food" where there's a lot of incisions, complications. Right. The music video for that heavily features uh, paramedic-y kind of people. Sure. Um, and then of course you uh, you got the tubes. Right. Um, what's with all the the medical references in there? Are you okay with going into that?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've been in the hospital many times, mostly due to allergies. I. I, th- I think maybe a better answer would be, I think it just kind of came out naturally. I don't think I was intending to write it, um, but with the concept of the album being thematically about life and death and growing up and um, not my mortality, but I think my whole like where I am with music and the band reconciling dreams and lifestyles and just seeing where I'm, where I'm at. It's all kind of thrown in on this album. So to me, it's a very personal album about that type of stuff. Um, lyrics are kind of, Are interesting to me and I hope interesting to the listener they're not like super like um, on the nose in terms of like I'm growing up and this and that it's all it's there it's more coded to me and it makes me excited to write lyrics I think on that one it was a that songs about going through changes that you might not want to Mm -hmm. and going through surgeries Um, to me it's more emotional mental surgeries as opposed to physical surgeries Um, a lot of it was um, dealing with past band members where the band was and where i where it's now with me trying to like again deal with the stagnation of the band and working with different people and all the ups and downs of having multiple band members come and go for a while it's the band members coming and go really got to my level of trust in myself each time a band member has come and gone i've gotten this really good sense of when that conversation is happening the hey do you got a second like, I know, like, it's unfortunate because it sucks. Yeah, it, totally. Um, but at the same time, I want to be professional and I'm not trying to get mad at people for doing their own thing. But it does throw, it has historically thrown me into like depression and anxiety. What am I going to do now? And I got to find someone else to play in the band. As you mentioned earlier, with the songs being layered and, and, and complicated to a certain extent, it takes a lot of energy on my half to find people and teach them songs and work with them. Some people come and stay for a half a year or a year. Some people I've worked with um, stay for a month, and it's mm-hmm. me teaching them songs for two months, and then they stay in the band for a month, and that's that's it. You mentioned earlier about You Got the Tubes. Yeah. I was happy to get it on the album. This track um, doesn't deal about me. It deals about my friend Linda, um, who was in a car accident when I was in, after high school sometime. Since I've been in the hospital and I visited her in the hospital, I had a lot... Of things to say I just wanted to write about the subject and it to me it's a celebration song because yeah. absolutely because she's out of the hospital she's doing she great two,
0: you guys can play together now just like yeah. you used to <laughs> exactly dude
1: um and she has she has a kid and she's doing great and I'm really happy uh, to uh, I don't think she's even heard the song yet so I'm really happy to release the album and show her yeah um, she's been aware the song was has been around um, but the actual final version of it she hasn't seen, heard it yet so uh, most people are like, "What is this song about?" Like they, like they're talking about like like real tubes or or I forget what some people said. Some crazy you can see
0: things. Like TV tubes being like yeah. an interpretation or something.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but they uh, when I'm going to like hospital like tubes and like you know yeah. for for breathing and for for all the uh, the IV stuff when I explain it to them, it's it's just uh, it, obviously they understand it. And to me again, it's a it's a celebration song where she's out of the hospital and. If she can do it, so can I. Yeah, it was very, very happy to see, um, rewarding to see her her journey.
0: Yeah, I think you got the tubes is one that stood out immediately to me. Um, on the first listen, it it sonically just feels a little bit different. It's a very happy kind of like you said celebratory song. Um, and then the second time I listened through, it, I was reading with the lyrics along the way, and the moment that like I read that first lyric, it just kind of hit me of like, oh, this is like, like you you can feel the like you mentioned like this personal story and like you can tell this isn't just like oh I'm gonna write a story about someone in a hospital but that like this was something that you kind of went through and it just right. I mean I was I got like chills listening through that the first time uh, and I think it does a great job like you mentioned a book ending both thematically with some of those different um, you know like the medical themes that we've mentioned those ideas of, of growing up and kind of going through those hard changes but mm-hmm. then making it through and and you know being able to yeah, survive absolutely. and thrive absolutely man I want to talk a little bit about um your lyrical process okay what is your process for writing lyrics for a song are you one of those music p- first people then lyrics or the opposite way and what does your editing kind of look like as you go through that sure thing? man i get hung up
1: on lyrics pretty quickly um where i typically come up with that first one or two lines that grabs my attention typically it t- takes me a while where the music comes first and i'll sit on a song because i don't have any lyrics and i actually have a running list of songs on my phone where I have like these song titles and I have like the music in my head, but lyrics are to be, to be determined at this point, uh, some songs, like I said, fear of failure takes, took a while, uh, when you're coming down on the album, that one was a new exciting process for me because I think I knew the song was going to be a fast song, a, a lyrically quick song. And I ended up writing maybe two and a half pages of just like phrases. And I think I had the, the melody in my head, like the rhythmic melody of uh, da, da, da 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 da, da 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 da, and I wanted to make sure these things I'm writing had the syllable um, that matched the the, the the rhythmics. Turns out, for whatever reason, I was able to kind of link them together and create a song uh, and create the lyrics that were random and kind of held together, that held to the overall song title and theme of when nice. you're coming down.
0: Um, so you mentioned that you, I mean, you're already thinking ahead to the next album a little bit where you yep. have the songs kind of written, that kind of thing. Going forward with One High Five, what kind of uh, evolutions in music or growth or what have you learned from the creation of Beard Lip that uh, you're going to take with you onto your fu- future projects?
1: To continue with the experimentation, I think um, more beats, more synths, um, less guitars, more like bass synths, the possibility that I won't have band members in the future. I, I don't know. Um, so, relying more on backing tracks is um, is in my is in my mind, and as a result, I think being able to be more comfortable with working with beats mm-hmm. might uh, just help help me in the future. Uh, maybe songs a little more dancier, a little more upbeat, I actually have a stronger beat in the background. Um, but I have a bunch of like these mid tempo songs where I don't know if they're one high five related or just my my own name or who knows what. But back on our first album um, called Here Here. There was a, a couple tracks called um one was crash the party one was a thousand miles per hour where they didn't fit into like the the punk rock vibe they were more spacier kind of like again mid tempo like mm-hmm. indie tracks and i think at this point i'm not sure where where the band is going musically so i'm just going <laughs> to allow myself to write and uh and go from there
0: nice yeah. nice you may have gotten this question in other places Maybe. but <laughs> or i've talked about it before what inspired the album name Beard
1: Lip. Um, Beard Lip stuck with me as kind of a production name for a couple of different things, if I remember correctly. And when I went through album names, it was just a strong contender, it was just a phrase that stuck with me. and uh, The other one was, oh, it was a stupid one, Indie Punk Pop Gun, something like (laughs) that. Yeah. And I remember talking to, to friends and being the choices and they're like, nah, Beard Lip was a pretty much strong contender. I think also... Just because I like the aesthetics of th- aesthetics of things, if I was not in One High Five and I saw there was a band called One High Five and the album was named Beard Lip, I would be like, what is this? And just yeah. kind of just check it out based upon that type of uh,
0: those names alone. You just listened to The Whole Way Through on 99.1 KLBP Long Beach Public Radio. Today we talked to David Sauer of One High Five. You can find One High Five's music on Spotify, Bandcamp, iTunes, and wherever else you get your music. If you know a band that wants to be on the show, you can send us an email at through at klbp.org or by finding us on social media at Whole Way Through. The Whole Way Through is a production of Newton's Darkroom and KLBP. It was edited by Danny Whitney. You can find past episodes of the show on our podcast feed by searching for The Whole Way Through wherever you get your music. For more information, visit klbp.org. I'm your host, Talon Stradley, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.